Hi, everyone. Welcome to Be The Flame. I am your host, Amy Barilla. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be The Flame, where fire and magic meet. I hope you're all having a wonderful, magical week. And I'm excited to be here with you all today because we're going to talk about something a little bit different. I want to talk about the business of being a light worker or the business of being an energy worker. And for those of my fellow light workers that are out there listening who have practices where you are earning an income from it, I'd like to share some tips and information for things that have worked for me throughout the years and things that may not have worked necessarily well for me throughout the years, hoping that it might inspire you. So let me talk a little bit about where and how my journey started. I've been in practice 12 years now. And when I even say that, that sounds kind of crazy to me because it feels like yesterday when I started. But when I started my business as a Reiki master and educator, I never thought that it would morph into what it is right now. And I think that's important. One of the main things that I want to stress is that my journey is not going to be the same as your journey right? We're, we're not all going to be identical in that respect. But if you can take away a couple nuggets or a couple pearls of what I'm sharing with you today, that will make my heart happy. And that's worth its weight in gold to me. When I first became a Reiki master, I initially started working with um, people who were at the end of their life, more specifically those who were in the active stages of death and dying hospice work. And honestly, at that point in my life and in time, I thought that that's where I would be forever. That was so amazingly fulfilling for me. And for some people, that is not anything that they would want to do. But for me to be able to provide care to someone as they were actively transitioning was... um, wow, it's even hard to put into words. It it was very fulfilling. And not only was I helping the individual, but I was helping their family members as well, providing not only energy work to them, but also ongoing care and support. And because I had a personal experience in my own family, because my dad at that time had been diagnosed with cancer and I couldn't be in upstate New York while he was going through treatment, I I channeled and poured a lot of what I couldn't do for him into those who I was working with. And then I had this chance meeting with a wonderful chiropractor, Dr. Shadi Akori of Chiropractic for Life. And she was the opposite end of the spectrum. And she was prenatal care, bringing lives into the world and providing chiropractic and healing to newborns, nervous systems, and to mamas as well. And I learned so much from her that she actually gave me a job. And I worked the front desk for her as her assistant, but she also gave me a room within the practice and said, build your business. And it was that divine opportunity back in, gosh, at the end of 2008, that sparked this divine magic between the two of us that's still happening to this day. So as I started to work more and more with Dr. Corey, and she was such a great teacher and a great mentor in educating me on the benefits of chiropractic for um, expectant mothers and then the benefits of chiropractic for newborns and children, 
I started to get a picture in my head of how the two modalities could potentially bridge together. And over time, as my business was building, there was more and more interest from families wanting to have their child come to me and working on them, working on them energetically, helping them with big emotions, helping them with the stresses and anxieties. Because as we all know, kids today are met with so many different streams of energy static. It comes from, you know, school and although school is virtual right now, there's still the pressures of that because they're home and they're more isolated from their peers and their teachers and all the stuff that happens when they're in the classroom environment. They're isolated from their extracurricular activities. They're home all the time. So the static now is more intense than ever. And what I was seeing is that I was getting to the point where I was so busy that my business literally took flight and I wasn't able to be her assistant anymore. And that took about 14, 15 months. And then I was able to be a freestanding practice where I could dedicate all my focus, time and energy into building my business. And from there, I decided, well, you know, how about I take this knowledge as a Reiki master and share it with other potential people who would want to come to me and take classes? And I have taught for so many years now that if I looked at the data, it's like hundreds and hundreds of students. And that's just wild to me. And that's that's so humbling. And I'm so grateful. What I recognized being a, a, a Reiki master educator is that so many of those students who were coming for classes also had a burning desire to take this out to the masses themselves, but they weren't quite sure how to do it. So what I realized is that, wow, I could take some of this knowledge that I've learned over the course of time and part of their education and training is that I can impart some of those skills and share that knowledge and information with them and be an even better mentor. And so what I did is I made the business building mentorship part of the curriculum. And that is super, super important because if you're going to go and take a class and you have students who are looking at you and they're like, but how did you do that? How, how can I duplicate what you've done and what you're continuing to do? Well, a couple of things. It's not going to be identical because no two human beings are the same, but I am more than happy to mentor you on what has worked for me and what has not worked for me so we could formulate a plan that is specific to you that can help you make your business take flight. And I think that's part of the magic that I love so much is the business building side of things. That's super, super important. So I want to talk a couple minutes about a couple quick tidbits that I want to share with each of you when it comes to building your business. Number one, first and foremost, is make a decision on who you want to work on. This is so important. And I do believe, and I'm going to speak from experience because I was that practitioner until I you know, got smart. We can't go out into the world and say, I just want to work on everybody and everybody. That is dangerous and potentially detrimental to your spiritual, mental, and physical well-being. Okay. We can't work on everybody. Not every client that comes through the door is going to be the right client for you, the ideal client. And this is very common 
because we we want to get out there. We want the world to see us. We want them to know, hey, you know, pick me, choose me. But at the end of the day, is it really worth it? Because when you're working on anybody coming in from the community, you're going to be met by all different kinds of problems and issues and energies. And that can be very overwhelming to you as the energy worker. So I want to stress the importance of pick your niche, pick your niche. I'm going to give you an example. My primary focus now are women and children. That's my niche. And people will write to me and people will say to me, but you know, will you work on my husband or my boyfriend? Yeah, not really, because my niche is women and children. That's what I want to focus on. However, I will happily and gladly refer you to a trusted colleague whom I love and adore that will absolutely take great care of that individual, but that's not the right client for me. So pick your niche. You know, I have people who are massage therapists, for example, and they love working on athletes. Or I have um, massage therapist friends and colleagues who they too only work on women. So they've decided on a niche. And I think that's great because they become the expert in that realm or that body of their work. They focus, they pour, they channel all their information into that. So that's extremely, extremely important. Don't just say you're going to work on anybody. However, I should add to this that if you do choose to work on anybody and everybody, that's okay. But then you just open yourself up to being exposed to all different kinds of energies. And sometimes they're not always for our highest and best. Okay. Number two, choose your location. Now for me, I've always worked independently, meaning I don't want to work in a multi-practitioner environment. And I'm not saying anything against healing environments that have multi-practitioners. For me, it's just not my bag. I work best alone. I have a freestanding room within a chiropractic office. Dr. Corey and I work so well together, yet we do two different things. And that's just beautiful and perfect. And it's worked for 12 years. I've also had my own freestanding office. Again, I worked alone. I didn't work with anybody else. That's just how I roll. For those who are practitioners, but maybe it's not advantageous financially to have a freestanding place and you may want to work from home, you can if you have a dedicated space for that so it doesn't bleed into the sanctity and sacredness of your home environment. I have a lot of colleagues that have done that too, and they're very successful at it. The only thing you may want to check on is the licensing for that. You know, you would have to have, you know, that variance to work from home and so on and so forth. I carry a a state business license, a city of Las Vegas business license, and I have malpractice insurance. That's just doing smart business. We have slip and fall insurance and liability insurance at Chiropractic for Life, and I could have kept it at that, but I decided to take out a separate policy and add Chiropractic for Life to mine so that we're covered on both angles. That's just the world we live in today, and it's smart business. Also, pick how you want to present yourself out in the community. I've got to be quite honest with you. Networking is not really a thing that I love. I've done it for years. I wasn't really keen on it, but it does get you out there initially. But once you're established, they're going to find you versus you having to go out and find them. 
That's just how it works. So I'm not knocking networking events. Please don't take it that way. But in this realm, I find that if you partner up with some really great professionals, chiropractors, acupuncturists, fellow massage therapists, naturopaths, psychotherapists who support bridging psychotherapy and energy work or alternative methods, that's magical. Because then what happens is when you form these partnerships and relationships with these other professionals, it can be very beneficial on both ends. You can send clients their way, and the hope is that they're going to do the same in return. So I've, I've worked hard in um, finding a pool of really great professionals to work with. And I trust them because a lot of times I go to them for care for myself and I know the type of work and the quality of work that they do. So I have no issue making those referrals because I know when I do, they're in good hands and they too are going to receive the very best care. Let's talk a couple minutes about the benefits of implementing programs and packages into your business. And I think this is something that I learned a couple years ago, how important it is in adopting a quality of client over a quantity of client. And I know some of you might think that sounds kind of crass, but that's not where I'm going with this. Remember we talked about earlier in the episode that if you choose to just work on everybody and anybody, you open yourself up to being exposed to different kinds of energies in your clients. And I know for me, working with families and children, that's not something I want. I don't want to work on just anybody. So what I did was I invested in some really great mentors in coaching. And over the course of like 15 to 18 months, I spent time really putting together a plan to have a program in place. And that ended up becoming the Happy Kids program, which is something I'm super, super proud of because this is an opportunity for families to come on board and receive care over like a three-month period of time where we really do the intensive work with a child or with a mama bear. And we stretch them out and we, we work with them intensively in the beginning. So we round the corner to where their triggers and their emotions are not so intensified so that we stretch out care to where they're not having to come in as frequently. And I think as a business owner and as an energy worker per se, this is something that you might want to give some more thought to because it will really change the course of how you do business. It will change the course of the type of client that you will draw in, and it will bring in the people who are really wanting to invest with you if they're serious enough so that you have long-term sustainable clientele because that's essentially what we want. We know that being in business means we might see a client for a period of time and then they might go back out into the world and we we may not see them for a year or more. I've had that happen. But the bottom line is they remember where they get the very best care and when they're ready to return to you, they will. And I think that um, is a great compliment to you as a business owner when they remember that down the road. So think about investing in some programs for your business where you offer them a program or a package, depending on how you want to call it, and they have a certain set of visits and that price is somewhat discounted 
versus the drop-in rate. Because for me, working with kids, it's not going to take one visit to help your child have better control over their big emotions. That's going to happen over a series of visits. And then we stretch them out and we put them on maintenance to where they're not required to come and see you as often, but we want to keep the care maintained. So they might come in every four to eight weeks, which is really great because that shows you that the work you're doing is making making a difference for me in the life of a child and that family, for you um, in the life of that woman or that child per se, that athlete, that actor. I've had Reiki masters come and train with me who who are actors themselves, who do theater work, who are entertainers. And that's who they have chosen to work on once they have their uh, Reiki education. And I think that's great. So whoever you decide on in terms of a niche, who you want to work on in the community, you can really build some great systems, programs, and packages from there. I also want to share that not everything that you will do in your business will work out to the degree that you had hoped or anticipated, right? Sometimes there's like a trial by fire, there's trials and errors. These things are normal and they're going to happen. It happened to me on many occasions. There were ideas that I had that I was hell-bent on rolling out there. And once I did, it didn't work to the degree that I had hoped for. But I had to remind myself that this isn't um, something to get down in the dumps over, or I wasn't going to hang my hat up because of it and call it quits and not continue to do the work. No. When things like this show up, it's just an opportunity to pivot and realize this isn't the right time for it, or maybe it's just not something that's for me. And that's okay. So please, if there's something that you tried and it didn't work out, you're not a failure. It's it's not meant to discourage you. It's just supposed to wake you up and pivot so you can keep on moving in a new, better direction. That's important because it will happen. Also too, Let's look at how you're marketing yourself. Obviously, we're in the world of technology and social media is a huge, huge thing. Personally, for me, I'm not on Facebook anymore and I'm totally okay with that. I just feel that right now that platform is not for me. So I stick to Instagram and I'm okay with it. But I've also been at this long enough where I've got a pretty good following. So I'm not dependent on social media to drive my business. I use it as a platform to have awareness and show things that I am doing in my business and in my life. And it's an opportunity for people to tap into my essence. And that's something else I want to talk about. People connect with you within that first, what, what is it like 15 seconds or 30 seconds, they're going to have that connection with you. So it's important that you shine your essence on those that you're working with because that forms a bond between client and practitioner. And that also forms a bond between student and instructor. So how I operate in working with my clients is the same in working with students or potential students. For every student that reaches out to me and says, I'd like to take one of your classes, when is your next set of classes? I set aside a day and time to have a conversation with them because I want to make sure that they're not only a good fit for me, but that I'm also a good fit for them. I just don't want anybody off the street. 
I want to make sure it's going to work because the bond between instructor and student stretches way outside the classroom time. It's something that they can turn to after the classes are done because they're going to need support somewhere. And if you just give them their certificate at the end of the class and send them off into the world, they're going to be confused because they they don't have their feet wet yet in this body of work. So making sure that you are available to your students and you have that support option for them is going to be vital for you being a longstanding instructor and keeping students, they're going to want to keep coming, right? The students will continue to come as a result of that. Super, super, super important. If you have a comment or a question, you can always go to the show notes section and post that there. Also, if you have a topic for a future episode, I'd love to hear from you, amy at thereikigal.com. It's that time again where we have our crystal wisdom corner, and this week, our magical stone is citrine. And citrine, I absolutely love. It's all about bringing in the energy of prosperity and abundance. Who couldn't use more of that in their life? I don't know many who would say no to that. So if you have citrine, this is a great stone to place in your office, on your desk, where you generate income. So if you work from home, which so many of us are doing right now, you can place it next to your computer. If that's how you generate your income, we want to bring in the energy of more abundance, more money, more prosperity. But also citrine is not only being prosperous with money. I want to make sure we we recognize this. I look at using citrine not only as drawing in more abundance with money, but also drawing in more abundance in terms of love, more prosperity with health, the, you know, having abundant health, being prosperous in body, mind, and spirit. So we can do a couple different things when we're calling in the energy in using citrine. And Each week, I want to make sure I remind you the importance of using our crystals and how we can use them, but also using them to write into the divine matrix. So we have a pointed crystal. This piece of citrine that I'm actually working with today is actually a sphere, so there's no point on it, but we know we can also use our finger. So we can hold our citrine in one hand. We can think about those things we wish to manifest in terms of a abundance and prosperity. And with our pointed crystal or with our pointer finger, we can just write that into the air, into the divine matrix. How magical is that? Our card of the week from Everyday Messages has been selected. And I think this is a perfect card for today's topic on our episode. And that is shine so damn bright, it's blinding. We all have that aura. We all have that light that we give off, that we illuminate to the world, that we shine. But when we're stressed and when we're not feeling good, what happens? That light kind of dims when we're going through more challenging or difficult times. This is a reminder today that no one on this planet can steal your light from you unless you're giving away your power. So this is a call to action to draw your power back home, to illuminate 
who you are and to shine so damn bright, it's going to blind everyone in your path. Shine so damn bright, it's blinding. That is your collective message for the week. Amen. So part of us gathering each week is as we wrap up the episode, I want to make sure you have your homework or what I call your feet to the fire. And this is where you have those takeaways and where I'm imparting some accountability and responsibility onto each of you so that you can walk away with something that you can think about for days to come. So your feet to the fire homework is to call your energy and your light back home to shine so damn bright it's blinding. If you are in practice as an energy worker, your feet to the fire is take a couple of moments to write down some things that you would like to do to improve your business, some ideas that you'd like to cultivate, seeds that you'd like to plant. I know it's been a really hard year for so many of us business owners because of COVID and we've had mandatory shutdowns where you were deemed non-essential. Let me just say that when you are deemed non-essential, you were more essential now than ever. So I never saw myself as non-essential, even though the governor of Nevada claimed I was. The work that I'm doing was needed so desperately during those months that it, it hurt my heart many, many levels. So your feet to the fire is call your light and your energy back home, illuminate, turn it back on, shine so damn bright it's blinding. But also if you are an energy worker in business, Write down a couple things that you wish to cultivate and let's see what can come from that. What ideas can you generate to start growing and expanding your business because you're needed now more than ever. There are not enough of us energy workers and light workers on the planet to take care of all the people out there that need us, that are in crisis and can truly, truly benefit from the body of work that we are doing day to day. So start writing things down. Let's see what, what can be ignited or what spark you can generate from that. So while I love sharing the space with all of you, I also would love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch with me and connect further, I'm going to give you a couple different ways that you can do that. One of them is through my website, which is amybarilla.com. You can also find me on Instagram, and my handle is amybarillapediatrics. If you'd like to send me an email, please do so. I'd love to hear from you. If you have questions, things you'd like for me to uh, address on a future episode, topics for a future episode, or just a comment to say hi and tell me where you are in the world, I'd love to hear from you, amy at thereikigal.com. 